Uh, the reading is from uh, 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses uh, 1 to 10. And I'm reading from the NIV version. I must go on boasting. Although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so that no one will think of me, no, no one will think more of me than is warranted but what I, by what I do or say. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great uh, revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power will rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Thank you, Uncle Mike. Um, and let's welcome our speaker for today, is Pastor John. Now is hey. Thank you, Pastor John. Thank you, Mike, for reading. And also, I want to thank my brothers and sisters who have been praying for me. I, I told them that I feel very weak in preparing this message today. It was the absence of more than two years, and I'm preaching, and I think I'm become lethargic. <laughs> okay. I want us to uh, pray together again before we uh, go into the text in 2 Corinthians 12. Lord, we echo the words of the psalmist that he said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, that after months of lockdown, you enable us to come physically into your house of worship. This house, this place in GCC is your holy sanctuary. We thank you for brothers and sisters and above all, your angels and yourself who are with us, as well as with those who are at home worshipping you. Thank you that nothing can separate us who are in Jesus Christ, here or there and all over the world. We remember the situation that is going on in the world. In the name of Jesus, we speak your mercies, your miracles of healing over affected places and areas. 
We remember the refugees, those who died because of the, the shipwreck and because of the disasters in the Middle East and all over the world. This is your world and you love everyone in every part of the world. So we ask for those who are afflicted, infected, those who are in pain and in weaknesses, that you will release your healing mercies and grace and virtues upon the people, especially those who name the name of Christ. Thank you once again that your word is food for our soul, medicine for our whole bodies, and strength for us to go through each day in life. We thank you. We commit this time to you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Say hi to those who are at home. You high five the blessings of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit upon you. I wish that you will one day join us soon, very soon, before the end of the year. <laughs> okay. Uh, verses 1 to 10 of 2 Corinthians. The title that I've chosen for today is taken from verse 10. Okay, just seven words. For Christ's sake, I delight in witnesses. Okay, you notice that Paul says, For Christ's sake, I delight in witnesses. Paul didn't say, I delight in witnesses. That is foolishness. It is for Christ's sake that I delight in witnesses. We know that Paul was a missionary as well as he wrote many letters. He traveled widely and indeed he was the greatest apostle you can ever find, even uh, greater than Peter in a sense. He had much experiences in life. He went through much sufferings. He had so many things to share with us and today we see his mountaintop experiences caught up to paradise in verse 1 to verse 4 he talked about he was little up caught up the word caught up means raptured to paradise and experience visions and revelations and things that cannot be shared with earthly people but he also had a very low down-to-earth experience. In chapter 11, verse 33, Paul tells us that he was lowered in a basket through a window in a wall to escape from King Herodotus. He was the one who killed James, the brother of John. So Paul had high and low experiences. He had high and low moments in his life. So in chapter 12, we look at this passage again. He mentioned that he was caught up in paradise. And he heard, he heard inexpressible things and experienced great revelations. Then experience was something that, that caused him a lot of personal struggles. Okay? So, when he faced the low experience in chapter 11, Paul speaks of many here, his weaknesses, his sufferings, his 
difficulties. May I ask you a question? Do you prefer high or low experiences? Which one do you prefer? I'm sure, I'm sure all of us choose high experiences. Huh? We, we will be too foolish, too silly to choose low experiences, sufferings, pain, difficulties, hardship, and even death. We will not choose that. Okay? Nobody desires to choose to go through sufferings and weaknesses unless it is for Christ's sake. It is for Christ's sake that Paul said that in verse 5 and verse 9. He says, he would rather boast about his weaknesses, his pain, his difficulties. I know that some of us here, we visited Shin Wan when he was still alive. Huh? And when we visited him, you could see that he was in deep, deep pain. He was very, very weak. He was afflicted with MND, motor neuron disease. This is a very uncommon disease that attacks your brain and your nerves. And people who have this MND, medically, they call it incurable disease, no help. And patients with that problem will not live for more than five years. So at age 54, Shin Wan had MND. The first time I saw him, he was on a wheelchair, and he told me the history of his MND experience. He told me that first, his left foot was unable to move. He cannot, cannot walk with his left foot. Soon, he went to the right foot, and both feet cannot walk. And he had to go about on a wheelchair, a special wheelchair that makes him manipulate and there with his hands. Later on, he went to his left hand and then to his right hand. And it became so bad that he went up to his mouth. He couldn't speak any longer. And later, the specialist who attended to him prepared him for all these stages of his sickness, taught him how to use his eyes to do typing on the special computer, and then they had pre-recorded his voice so that what he types, he would be projected out through a voice. And I remember on few occasions, he typed some words and said to me, Pastor John, thank you for coming to visit me and encourage me. So Shinwan went through tremendous pain and weaknesses. And one day in our sharing, I shared with him that, do you know that suffering is a gift from God? And instantly he said, I don't want this gift. He said, I'd rather want other gifts. As time goes on, when I visited him week after week, he learned to accept his condition, his weaknesses. And very often, I would have Holy Communion with him. 
and then we will read verses like the passage in Second Corinthians 12, My grace is sufficient for you. We would sing, and when we sing before Holy Communion, he would choose this hymn, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, great is your faithfulness. He would sing that and there would be tears in his eyes and also in my eyes as we partake of the Holy Communion together. So his, con his condition grew worse and one day I received a call from his wife that he was admitted to hospice somewhere in Burwood and the doctor sounded all the family members to come to see him and it could be the last time. So I went with my wife and I read to him Psalm 27. In that Psalm 27, there is one verse that says, Your face, O Lord, would I seek. Your face I seek. I told him my, uh, to, to uh, Shimon that all of us one day will face God. And you may be earlier than me, than us, to see God face to face. And his face was lit, was bright, he was cheerful. And the wife saw it. And the wife told me, told us, John, this was his brightest day. His spirit was so lifted up by your words and by your prayer. So after about half an hour, because we cannot stay too long, we went home. And next day, on the 6th of November, I received a call from the wife. Shingwan has gone home to be with the Lord. He was delivered from pain, weaknesses, lifted up high in the presence of God. God answered his prayers in his sovereign ways. Indeed, life is filled and full of weaknesses. I want you to look at 2 Corinthians 12 and consider these three questions. The first question is, what is weaknesses? Second, what is the source of weaknesses? And also, what is the purpose of weaknesses? To answer the first question, we need to ask, what Weakness is not. Okay? So weakness is definitely not any sin or any imperfect behavior due to our bad choices and poor decisions in life. What Paul had in mind here is not sin. He's not talking about a kind of behavior like a witness for lust immorality, pornography, gambling, alcohol, TV, someone was a TV addict, eh? mm. greed, food, or any kind of addiction or even negative emotions like anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, all the negative traits that you can think of. It's not about that, okay? It is not, in other words, not character 
weakness. It's not due to your character weakness. Paul here is not talking about bad and sinful choices that we make in life. He's not saying the power of God or Christ is perfected in my bad choices and decisions, in my carnal and selfish choices of life. So it would be then for you and me, if that is the reason, we would be boasting of our bad choices so that the grace of God, the power of God can come upon us. No. Witnesses are not imperfect and carnal behaviors. So what then is weakness? The answer actually is found in verse 10. Paul says, it is based on what? Insults, hardships, persecutions, difficulties. These four categories describe witnesses of life. Insults. Insults were from false teachers, false apostles, and deceitful workers who would attack Paul and slander his character. That are the insults that he faced. Hardships came through the course of his ministry. He listed eight dangers in chapter 11, verse 26. Talk about dangers from rivers, from bandits, from fellow Jews, from Gentiles, danger in the city and in the country, danger at sea, and in danger from false, false believers. The group persecutions. The, persecu the persecutions that Paul faced came from the Jews who hated Paul for preaching the gospel. He was given 40 lashes minus one on five occasions by the fanatic Jews. Difficulties? Difficulties came to Paul when he had to go without food and drink and shelter. He went without sleep. He was homeless like Jesus, the son of man, who had nowhere to lay his head. He was cold and naked. These are the difficulties that Paul encountered all for the sake of Christ. You can find a detailed list of all his witnesses in chapter 11 from verse 23 to 29. I will not read it, but to summarize the passages, I want to say that witnesses are beyond our control. They are not due to our selfish and carnal choices in life. They are due to the external factors for the sake of serving Christ and the churches. Paul described it as a thorn in the flesh that was tormenting him. Yet Paul said he chose to boast about his weaknesses because he knew he was suffering for Christ. Paul, in his pastoral work, knows that Caring for God and the church, caring after sheep, is tough work, is heart rendering. No wonder we, we find that today many full time pastors they quit 
the full-time ministry. Being full-time pastors ourselves, both myself and my wife, we have been pastors full-time for 41 years. Okay? We experienced lots of pain as well as lots of pleasure. We never have to defend or vindicate ourselves. God protected us and vindicated us time after time. We tasted His faithfulness and love in the midst of difficulties in ministry. God's love in us never fails. His love enables us to bear and dwell and suffer wrong. I recall one incident when we came over to Sydney. One brother in Christ gave me a card. In his card, he wrote some beautiful, encouraging words to us. In one of the statement sentences, a few sentences that said, he said, Forgive us for being ungrateful sheep. We are stupid sheep that tend to go astray. As sheep, we also bite the shepherd and the pastor. Enclosed in that card, he gave us a check. Looking back, that was a good sheep, a very grateful and generous sheep. So we ask the next question, what is the source and purpose of weaknesses? Basically, they came from the enemy. and Also from God's side, it is to humble us, to keep us humble, to prevent us from pride. In verse 8, it says that Paul, when he had this thorn, he pleaded with the Lord three times to remove this thorn in the flesh. We know that he, this request was not taken away from him, was not given to him. God did not answer Paul's prayer in the way he wanted. But God answered him in verse 9. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When Paul was weak, God's power was strong and at work in his life. Having experienced the power of God in his life, Paul was able to say, I will all the more gladly boast in my weaknesses. In other words, he says, I welcome weaknesses. I welcome sufferings. I welcome all these because God's grace and power come to me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Sometimes we ask God for strength and power. Why? For what reason? For Paul, he was in the course of his ministry, he was suffering. He was persecuted. He was in hardship. He had plenty of weaknesses. At the same time, plenty of God's grace and power at work in his life. Witnesses come from the enemy of Christ. Because Paul tells us here, he was a messenger sent by Satan to torment, to discourage, to depress and destroy him and his ministry. 
the thorn in the flesh could be something demonic affliction or it could be a physical thing like some commentator says his eye problem we do not know but behind all this we know that satan is the thief that comes to steal and to destroy his servant while witnesses may come from satan god who is sovereign he allows them for his divine purpose god use witnesses and give us grace and power to save and sanctify paul to make him more holy and humble paul also realized that the thorn was not removed because it caused him to be vulnerable to pride and self-exaltation satan himself fell because of pride and satan wants to use pride to fall to destroy paul but god used weakness to humble sanctify and strengthen paul so from here we can see that truly in all things god works for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose so what should we do or what can we do when we encounter weaknesses and low moments in our lives what should we do just as satan's purpose was to torment paul he will try to torment any one of us our lord himself went through sufferings and weaknesses of the most severe kind his servants his disciples will also go through sufferings and weaknesses jesus said in this world you shall have trouble you shall have tribulation but take heart i have overcome the world so we should not fear trouble trials tribulations weaknesses we should not fear we should be able to welcome them and embrace them provided it is for Christ's sake and we receive his help and power so paul when he had the thorn in the flesh what did he do verse 8 tells us he prayed so we too likewise we can pray our first option is not to run away from the problem is to run to God in prayer. We are to pray always, especially in difficult times. When we pray, God may grant us relief from the pain, but He may grant us healing from sicknesses. He may intervene because we intercede. I'm sure you have heard of healings, miracles of your friends who were healed, set free, who were well because people who know them pray and God answered prayers so God is still at work in giving out miracles miracles mysteries and mercy to the world especially as we go through this season of pandemic virus which time you think of the word COVID-19 pandemic, you reverse it by saying, God, you are going to send pandemic of your mercies, mercies and miracles 
into our lives, into our nations, into the world. Because God overrules everything that the enemy may try to do on planet Earth. This world is in God's hand, not in the hands of government, not in the hands of Satan. So Paul prayed three times for the Lord to remove the thorns. You remember that Jesus also prayed three times. The word three times can mean three things. It can be three specific times Paul prayed or Jesus prayed, but it speaks of the idea of persistent, persistent, earnestness. You keep praying. And three also speak of deliverance. On the third day, there is revelation, resurrection, deliverance. So Jesus prayed this prayer that you know of. My Father, if it is possible, if it is possible, take this cup away from me. Yet not what I will, but your will, your will be done. So we must pray for God's will when we encounter weaknesses in our lives. We have the first and best resort, turn to God, not turn away from problems or weaknesses. Second thing, we can see that Paul embraced his power. When we pray, power is available. In fact, the power is in us. The power of the indwelling Holy Spirit in you and me will rise up to deal with the weaknesses that we face. Paul's weakness may not be taken away, but God said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I want you to know that we are called Grace Christian Church, I believe, is because of what our former pastor Evelyn had in mind. Grace of God is sufficient for them to birth GCC and to continue this church in the power and grace of Jesus Christ. God had given grace and power to Paul to overcome his weaknesses. Likewise, God gives us grace to overcome the challenges of pastoring, of doing church here. So God wants us to rely on Him, on His grace and power to triumph over difficulties. Psalm 23 reminds you and me, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. So we see that God will use any weakness in our lives to humble and make us holy, to sanctify us through all difficulties and weaknesses in our lives that we may face. Thirdly, in verse 10, we want to see that Paul says, when I am weak, I am strong. What does that mean? It is about the paradoxes of life. Life is full of paradoxes. For a Christian. Physically, we may be weak, but we are strong spiritually. We may be poor, but we are very rich in Christ. Remember the passage that our, our brother Jonah spoke in Ephesians 1? We are blessed in Christ, seated with him in the heavenly realms. We may have nothing, but we have everything. 
We may be lonely, but we are never alone. We may be hungry, but we are always full. So if we view life from earthly perspective, we see all the negative, all the lack, all the insufficiency, all the weaknesses. But if we view life from the eternal and spiritual perspective, we are blessed. We are lit up. We have more than enough. Truly, we are more than conquerors through Christ who leads us and loves us. Hallelujah. What a saviour we have. What a victory we have over weaknesses in our lives. So let's remember verse 8, 9, 10 has these three principles. Prayer, pray to God. Power, available. Third, paradoxes of life. Reverse it, replace it with things that are spiritual. This is what God has for us. So we have every reason to live for Christ who died for us. Let's close in prayer. As we close in prayer, I want to read this hymn that we have heard before. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. What peace we often forfeit. What needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Heavy trials and temptations? Is there any trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. As I pray at the end of the prayer, if you can identify yourself with certain hardship, weaknesses, difficulties, and struggles, or you think you are in similar situation like Paul, I want you to stand up wherever you are. It can be here or in your home. To stand up is to apply the principle of Ephesians 6, that when we put on the full armor of God, Paul tells us to stand firm against the enemy. Okay, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you that when we trusted your son Jesus as our Lord and Savior, everything for our life is taken care of. Whether we are in pain or pleasure, whether we are in weaknesses or in good health, whether we have needs, wants, whether we are lonely, whether we have sicknesses, whether we are in health, 
We bring all to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have a Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is our shepherd, our Lord, our healer, our all-sufficient God. You are always all-sufficient, all-available, all-powerful, always with us and for us. So, Father, in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, I bless all my brothers and sisters in Christ here. You know them. You know their hearts. At the count of three, wherever you are, you just stand up wherever you are. The reason you need to stand is not to shame you, but to stand to receive the grace and power of God from God and for brothers and sisters who will stand with you in your situations. So one, two, three. Stand wherever you are. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. For those who are at home, you put your hands in this way as an act of worship, as well as an act of receiving from God His grace, His mercies, His virtues. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus, who is at the right hand of our Father, standing with us and for us. He is the living High Priest who stands to intercede with us and for us in our different situations. We are never alone. Lord, you know those who are standing. They may stand for their own needs or for their loved ones. Whatever need and situation, whatever difficulty they have, in the name of Jesus, I declare that God knows, He cares, He loves, and He releases grace, sufficient grace for your personal situation, for your loved one. We thank you, Jesus, on the cross of Calvary, when you died by your wounds, you heal all diseases. By your wounds, by your stripes, we are healed of physical sicknesses. We are delivered from every spirit that afflicts us in any shape, size, or direction. We are covered by the precious blood of the Lamb from the crown of our head down to the sole of our feet. Father, in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, I declare that your grace is sufficient and your healing come upon all of us from the top of our head down to the sole of our feet, in our spirit, soul, and body, we are healed, we are blessed, we are strengthened. For your grace is sufficient. For when we are weak, when we have need, we are strong. We give you thanks and praise for what you are doing and you watch over us and hold us as we hold your hands and journey on this earth for Christ. We all live for Christ who died for us and nothing, no weapon formed against us can prevail because we are on the Lord's side and we declare that whatever we go through in pain or in suffering or pleasure, whatever we go through, it is for Christ's sake. For Christ's sake, 
I delight in weaknesses. For Christ's sake, I delight in plenty. All for Christ always. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.